Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. And today we are giving you a behind-the-scenes peek at how we record the podcast. So this is going to be fun, I think. I think there's a lot that people don't know about what it takes to produce a podcast, and they feel like they know us because they listen to our voices every week. So we thought we'd kind of pull away the curtain and take you guys behind the scenes. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. 
That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So, okay. So we're, this is like a big reveal, Megan. It is. Really, I know. Like, I'm a little nervous. Like, what if when people find out what's behind the curtain, they're like, oh. What if they find out that we're not like super professional podcast producers? I, I kind of feel like maybe people have already figured that out, maybe but know we'll that. see. We're not NPR, guys. This is <laughs> No, not, we are not. This is not This American Life. Um, so first of all, a little shout out to my friends at the Girl Next Door podcast, Kelsey and Erica. And I know it, so many of our listeners also listen to that show. So Kelsey and Erica did this, I don't know, six months ago. It was a while ago. And even though I know what it takes to make a podcast, I still thought I still as a listener loved hearing about their process. And so I think that's what's fun about this is sort of like the details that don't come out in the finished product and just talking about how we how we make a podcast. Um, And also toward the end, we're also going to have some fun updates about how our podcast has grown and some other shows that are coming up on the horizon. So it's going to be fun. Okay, so let's talk first about how we plan our topics. Um, We are 91 episodes into this show that is about motherhood and parenting. So, Megan, how do you think this has evolved for us in figuring out what to talk about? Well, Sarah, I was just thinking, like, can we really reveal our dirty secret here, which is that (laughs) fully half, maybe three quarters of the time, a topic is usually you, but sometimes me texting with the other and saying, hey, we're recording in like 20 minutes. <laughs> what What would you think of ta- covering this or that? And I think the reason it works is because everything on this show comes out of our own lives, yep. our own motherhood experiences or our own work. So really everything we talk about, and we, we joke a lot that we're not experts at anything, really. We're just, we're, we're just moms. Um, but we are experts at being moms because we've both done it a while and we yeah. both have done it through several children. And um, so, yeah, really, I mean, we've got definitely like our listeners make suggestions. That is something that we pull ideas from. Mm-hmm. Uh, seasonal ideas, we really try to stay, like we try to be relevant to whatever season we're in. So it's winter right now. We're getting to be in the spring. So we're going to be talking about springy kind of stuff coming up soon and then moving into summer um we pull a lot of stuff from the blog that we used to run together which was the happiest and that had tons of posts we both put over a thousand posts in the archives yeah, yeah so sometimes we pull stuff from there i think probably what makes us a little different from some podcasts is that we really try i think we really strike a balance between tips and sort of that philosophical like everything's gonna be okay right. you know that's Some really more. what it all boils down to for us yeah yeah. So yeah. I don't know, would you agree? Is that kind of where most of our ideas come from? I think so. I think, first of all, I think we're better than 20 minutes before. I mean, that's probably happened. That's okay, probably definitely okay. happened. But this particular topic, the behind the scenes, I think we talked about last night, right? So like a full 12 yeah. hours. So a full 12 hours. You're right. Hours. Yep, um, that's plenty of time. Although I don't, did I even respond right away? Oh, I did yeah. respond. I responded with, yeah. It was a one word, Y-A-S-S-S-S-S-S-S. So I got, I got Megan's buy-in on that one. Um, so, so professional. <laughs> yeah, super, super profesh. Um, so I think one thing we do look at is I keep a list of all the, you know, topics we've covered in the past. And especially I, in our editorial calendar, we go back about, I usually leave them on there for about six weeks so I can see what's been happening recently. And one thing I think we try to look at is if we've talked a lot about new mom specific or very young kids specific stuff for a while, and it just happens sometimes, um, then we think, okay, well, 
how can we represent moms with older kids or school-aged kids? Or if we've been really practical and tips-based for a while, we think, okay, well, what's a more like, you know, mom-focused philosophical topic? So I think we always are looking at finding that balance and, you know, but the real challenge, I think, going into almost our 100th episode is not repeating ourselves. So that's been, I think that's been a fun challenge, um, finding ways as we've gone into this second year. And then in April, it will start the third year is, okay, well, now it's whatever. Now it's summer break again, but we talked about summer break last year. So how can we do it differently? So I think, I think it keeps us on our toes. I I totally agree. And I think that anytime there is a topic worth talking about for an hour, you can probably find another hour or two of material. And keep in mind too, Sarah, like our kids are changing every year and I change my mind about stuff sometimes. Yeah. So my opinions about things or things I'm learning are always evolving. So like something we do this year might be a little different than the way we covered it last year. Um, But we also do try to not only just our opinions changing, but actually taking a different angle or just a different approach so that it feels fresh for you guys. Although I think sometimes people like to hear the same stuff again. It's like, it's nice that repetition. I know from some of my favorite bloggers and podcasters, I don't mind hearing or reading the same stuff, hearing them talk about the same things over and over because like I, if I appreciate what they had to say about it the first time, I'll probably appreciate it the second time. Yeah. And the other thing we know too about our show is that we have gotten a ton of new listeners in the last say six months or so, but we've been doing this almost two years and not every one of those new listeners has gone back and binge listened from the beginning. So um, I think you and I both try to keep in mind that we're going to, there will be themes we'll circle back on. And just like you said, we'll have a fresh perspective, but also not everybody heard them the first time. Not everybody's that big a fan to have gone back but those of you who are we love you we love you well and before we move on from this we should talk about when listeners do send us topic ideas how that works so the most common way i think is by email and most of you know you can always send an email to hello at the momhour.com and so many of you have Um, we also get topic suggestions by facebook instagram facebook message on our page i will say they're they stay more top of mind for us when they're in our in our inbox email. Um, We read everything, but those social media messages have a way of, you know, especially if it's like a comment on one photo. And I think, wait, somebody requested this or somebody had a really good idea. Where was it? Um, And then we also love when people call in their questions. So if you go to speakpipe.com slash the mom hour, it's also right on our website. Um, You can record yourself asking a question. And if you've been listening for a while, you've heard those. And those are really fun, really fun for us um, just to hear your voices. So, um, Um, If you've never submitted a topic idea, we're open to all of them. We can't always get to all of them. And there's a bunch of reasons why sometimes they may not work for a whole episode. Um, But we are open to all ideas all the time. And we love hearing from you. So don't feel like it's probably already been suggested. Or if you have an idea, let us know. And sometimes there's something we don't think we can use right away, but then we, we just kind of like sit on it for a while and then maybe we can bundle it with other ideas or similar. So it often happens. You might not hear us actually address your question for months and then suddenly it just fits perfectly. And I really love when people record their, their um, questions. I have to say, guys, we really love it. I don't know why we love it so much more, I guess, because we get a lot of email, not just, we don't get a lot of topic suggestion email. We just get a lot of email in general. So um, having that speak pipe message come through makes it special. And I love hearing people's voices. It's you guys get to hear our voices all the time. And we often hardly ever get to hear yours. Yeah. So 
It's nice. Yep. Well, we will link to how you can do that um, in the show notes for this episode. So that's kind of how we plan our topics. It is um, more last minute than maybe some of you had suggested. Although in our defense, I feel like we always have a good running list of possibilities. So it's more that the final decision is last minute. Exactly. We often are just plugging things in. And, you know, sometimes we'll have several ideas that we're kind of floating around. And one of us will say, I'm not feeling that this week. For whatever reason, I just don't feel like talking about that. Let's try something else. And so, yeah, we're not that. Um, impromptu we do have some method to our madness it's just it's a little mad sometimes yes (laughs) um okay well moving on to behind the scenes of actually recording a podcast first I wanted to mention how we use google docs because I think this is maybe interesting to some so um we talked about just now having kind of a list of episodes or an editorial calendar if you've ever you know done any blogging you know or writing you know an editorial calendar it's just basically a list of what you're going to talk about when so our production calendar is like that but for the podcast and it'll have who the sponsor is, what the topic is, the date we're recording and the date it airs. Um, and that we try to keep out. I keep it built out for like two or three months, but there might be some holes. Like we might not know what we're talking about that day, but we know who the sponsor is or we know who the interview guest is and then the holes get filled in. So that's one Google document that we share and keep um updated and look at frequently and then the other one is the one that we're both looking at right now behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and that is a rough outline for the day's show and basically when the show is over after I've written the show notes um, and it's done I just delete the previous one and start with a new one but it's the same document Um, and you know we don't outline we don't script anything as you guys know and often our outline can be a few bullet points because it's just a conversation but with certain topics there's things that we want to remember to mention or um, certain resources that we're linking to so that's sort of like the roadmap if you will that we both tend to look at at least at the top of the show or before we start recording um, and then might glance at it throughout Um, but in terms of actual recording setup Megan do you want to kind of talk about yours just changed this is kind of funny so your behind the scenes but tell us about both so we've always had a setup where I'm, I would record on my end. So Sarah would Skype me and then I would, or one of us would Skype the other. And then we would record into a program called GarageBand that lived on my computer. So we've been having some problems with GarageBand. And so now we're trying out a different program that I don't even remember the name. It's called Piezo. Um, Piezo. And it's on Sarah's computer. And I have to tell you, Sarah, it's really wigging me out right now not having like not watching the little bar move oh, along. Yeah. You know, I'm always the one watching the, the levels and like watching the clock. And right now I'm just looking at this outline, which isn't even really a very detailed outline. So I got nothing right now. I got nothing to go on except just talking. It's a little weird to be honest. That is that is funny. So yeah, we've been switching around some of the technical side of things. Um, and you also, you also moved your location where you record too, right? You're yes. really out of, you are a fish out of oh my, I'm today. so out of my element. I can't believe I can even keep this conversation going. Um, <laughs> but I am actually in my downtown office right now rather than at my house. It's great. It's like quiet. It's my own space. It's clean and nice and I decorated it and it's great. But um, there's a lake outside my window and it's like really sunny outside and I keep finding myself kind of glancing out the window. I might have to keep the shades shut while we're recording from now on. So yeah. yeah, it's totally, it's different. It's really different today. And it's, it's freaking me out a little bit. I'm like the person who, when I say I use a, a certain public restroom a lot, I always want to use the same stall. Yeah. Like that's me. So this is, you know, it's, it's a good change, but it's kind of weirding me out at the moment. One <laughs> so. thing can throw the whole thing off. Well, yes, exactly. On the, on the technical side. So what I have in front of me at this, so I sit at my kitchen table which is like a little built-in like a banquette seating um kitchen table 
table. And all I have is my laptop with um, Apple earbuds plugged in to my laptop and in my ears. And then I have a mic that's on like a tiny tripod, like not a not a huge thing, but like a, its own little tripod plugged into my laptop. Um, and that's it. So I don't have I think sometimes people might assume there's a lot more technical f- apparatus. Um, what is that about what your setup looks like on that end? Oh, gosh, no, mine is totally different. So <laughs> um, I have this huge Mac, iMac, Mac something, um, one of those Mac type computers, the big one. Yeah. And I've got a big micro- podcasting microphone on a boom. Like, so it's, I can shove it out of the way. Like it's hanging like a, from something. I don't, you need it's to describe like this to me. It's like mounted to my desk okay. on like a, an arm, like a big arm. Yes. That's okay. on a, you know, that I can move around. Okay. So it's on a hinge and I can move it up yes. and down and I can push it away if I want to do other kinds of work. Um, and then I've got these, you know, like a little bit fancier headphones. The funny thing is I don't like their noise canceling and I don't like noise canceling headphones. It freaks me out that yes. it's cancels noise <laughs> something about it feels like I'm inside of like a sensory deprivation cha- chamber or something so I often will have it like on one ear and not on the other okay so that I can hear what's going on around me okay. otherwise I feel like my ears are going to pop almost it's a really weird feeling I don't enjoy it so yeah. right now I have my headset like half on and half off yeah um I probably look very goofy I feel at the like moment, you actually. need to maybe take a selfie that we can include <laughs> later okay. I feel like maybe you look like you're doing some kind of DJ work over there Oh yeah. It looks kind of like I'm doing very amateur DJ work. That's really funny. (laughs) That's really funny. Well, we know from knowing other podcasters that for sound quality, people, you know, really try to have more, um, you know, like fabric, like carpeted walls, like in a radio station. Um, I think it's worth noting that we have worked really hard to get a good sound quality, but we've also really wanted to make this something we could pull off as busy moms. So we have not invested thousands of dollars into a sound studio. No, Uh, we do this. And I think that's good for people to know. I mean, and that's not knocking any setup that's more professional and we're always trying to improve our game. But if it got in the way of actually making a show every week to put out for you guys, then it wasn't worth it for us. So we've been able to kind of do it with some more minimal setup equipment yeah and I'm I'm like actually in this little nook in my office where um you know it's kind of like you're in the main part of the office and there's this little area sort of isolated and so I do have walls on all side which I think does help and there's carpet so I think it helps kind of muffle some of that noise bounce and makes it feel a little warmer but I've thought about getting some of those um I thought about getting some of those noise panels like they have like the radio station they have that kind of help muffle the noise and soften it another thing I thought about doing is just hanging canvas paintings over here like the ones oh. you have at your house yeah. mm-hmm. the, you know the photography on canvas um that could also help it's soft yeah and so something like that might also help so I might do something like that in the future yeah I had um a few times when we recorded I, it's been a while since I've done this I did it up in my bedroom kind of sitting on my bed actually with surrounded by all those pillows and I did notice the sound quality sounded pretty good but since I have this mic this is a newer mic um that has to sit on a flat surface so uh, I don't know how <laughs> I would do that in bed. Right. We have podcasted from bed before, but it's not a regular we have, practice. No, it's, we've only done it, what, once? <laughs> yes, officially once, in the same way. Well, officially once, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> okay, so do you have any pre-recording like habits or rituals? Like I always have to get my glass of water. I feel like I turn off my phone. I, you know, do you feel like you do the same yeah. thing every time? Well, at the at, so in, when I was recording at home, I always had to make sure I remembered to turn off the bathroom fan. Oh, it's yeah. really, really loud. And I would feel like it because it was right next to my bedroom, which is where my recording setup was. So I'd feel like you could just hear like, and but some, it's so such background noise to me, I'd forget about it. So that was like the first thing I would do. And then I'd either get my tea or my LaCroix, depending on what my mood was and what time of day it was. Um, I'd always check my phone one last time to make sure like I hadn't gotten that call from the school making, you know, wanting me to come get the kids. Yeah. And then I would stall. I'm the, I'm sure you've picked up on this. I will. <laughs> get right up against you know three minutes out and then I always come up with something I need to do for five minutes because I like I it's not that I don't want to do this this is one of the highlights of my week but I just find myself stalling every time for some reason and well, maybe that's just part of you know I think it's because there's no like official start we don't go anywhere there's no like um we just connect we just Skype so yeah, I, yeah we I always leave like I realize I need to pee at the last minute or yes. like I start to answer an email at 59 when we're recording right. at the hour. So yeah, we're usually texting each other and be like, I need two more minutes. I need 10 more minutes. I need five more minutes. Um, and then eventually we Skype. Okay. You have to talk about our, we don't actually have a blooper reel, but in my imagination we do. So oh, yeah. you have to talk about all the times where I, you Skype me and then you were in charge of the technical side at that end and you could never hear me at first. Right. So we would have the same routine every single time, every time. And it's it usually, so my, my system on this end that we're, that we're ditching is a very complicated setup with like lots of moving parts and like settings have to be, have to be correct and yada, yada. And so every time it would be like, I'd hear Sarah go, hello. And then I'd say, hello, can you hear me? And she never could. Or the other way around. Yeah. You couldn't, you know, you could hear me, but I couldn't hear you. And then there was always like Sarah hearing a bunch of cuss words coming out of my mouth while I'm trying to figure out again, like try to remember like, what, wait, setting what is that changed. setting? I just, yeah. And it. then, cause I never could remember. It was always seemed kind of accidental. So like every time I felt like I just discovered it that one time, even though I had to do it every single time. So there was always that. And then the other funny thing was for a while we were having, um, some Skype issues where oh, yeah. Skype, we like had this delay and we wouldn't really, it was hard to tell um, until you recorded it because then you'd listen back and it didn't, it didn't make sense. Like it would sound like I was saying something and then Sarah was waiting a really long time. Yeah. So there'd be like a thoughtful pause on the one end. Like I'd say something and yeah. it sounded like Megan was giving a thoughtful pause, but then when Megan would talk, it sounded like I was then jumping in interrupting. So our two yeah. tracks were, and it was just enough to be noticeable, but it was very weird. It was very, very weird. So we got in the habit of doing the thing one day. And I just threw this out there for no good reason. I was like, okay, because we kept talking over each other, trying to see if we were, if there was actually a delay or not. So I finally said, okay, just be quiet. And when I say duck, you say quack. And so we had all these recordings and I'd be like, duck. And, and then when there was a delay, I'd be like, quack. <laughs> so we had all this. I wish we had saved all of those. They I know. Really yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the. The setup on the, fr I don't know. I feel like it would usually take us five minutes to figure out. Maybe not. Maybe sometimes we were quicker than that. But it does feel like there was a, there, it became a ritual in and of itself to figure out the Skype and the settings and, you know, every single time for 90 yeah. episodes. Um, well, and I, the other thing I want to say too, is that's probably another reason for the stalling for, for me at least is yeah. like this, you know, recording really takes us to a very different place like it's outside of my usual routine I can't be interrupted when we're talking right. there's not a chance to just jump up and go into the door or yeah. make a phone call so I think that's part of the reason I've, I often will stall it's like am I really ready yet am I ready yeah. to put myself in podcasting mode and to be that on for yeah. that long um 
And it's once I'm in, it's great, but it's like, it takes a little bit to get into that zone. Yeah. And once we're talking, you know, our listeners know we don't do a lot of post editing or anything, but the technical, we've had our share of, especially I remember in the first year, maybe where, do you remember where we'd record maybe half an episode and realize either the Skype quality was terrible or, you know, so we definitely had, or, or sometimes we'd be really ready with like a really killer show outline and we'd know exactly what we wanted to talk about. And then we just, we couldn't get Skype to work at all. I feel like we're blaming Skype. But it's not always Skype, but either internet connection or so. Yeah, that w- that's been frustrating sometimes. I feel like we are, we're on a pretty good stretch of that. We had some Skype yes. issues recently, but um, yeah, sometimes the creative side and the organizational side was all ready to go, and technology was just just not cooperating, not on our side. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we've kind of talked about what it looks like while we're recording. So normally you would have your eye on the counter clock and the sound levels, but today that's me. We've been talking. Is that weird? Yeah. A little bit. We're about 22 minutes in just so you Is know. it helping? Is it helping? Like, is it, you know, tweaking all of your control? That I uh, get all issues? the control now? Yeah. Do you like uh, it? Yeah. Do I like it? Um, yeah. No, it's like added responsibility <laughs> and pressure. Yeah, I know it really is. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> um, about that. Yeah, because before I would look at the Skype counter, but that wasn't always accurate. So depending on how much test recording we'd done and how much we'd chit-chatted on Skype before we started recording, that wasn't always the actual amount of time with the episode. Right. Um, yep. So that was all I had before. And I, I remember a couple of times when we'd record our double headers where the Skype thing would say that we'd you know, been on for an hour and 10 minutes or something, but I knew that wasn't how long that episode was going. So it is interesting. So yeah, we keep an eye on the clock. We keep an eye on the outline, the shared Google document. Um, and yeah, sometimes life happens. My, our dog is no longer with us, but she definitely had some barking frenzy. Your dog has barked in the middle oh, sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, we just deal with those little interruptions. Um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about how it works when we work with sponsors, because this is not oh, yeah. something that we've spent a lot of time talking to our listeners about, except that they know that most of our episodes are sponsored now. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to kind of give a big picture of what it means to have a sponsored podcast and why we why we're working with advertisers and all that? I don't want yeah. to put you on the spot, but no, that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, I think that the way we work with sponsors is here on the podcast is very similar to the way we did it when we were blogging. And that is like, for me, the, the goal really is to have anything we talk about on here on the show be useful um, and applicable in some way, relevant, helpful, informational, uh, you know, fun, whatever, something that has some value to it and isn't just like we want to plug this product so we can make some money. So it's really important to us to try to find brands that are a good fit for our audience, something that we either already use, one of us uses, or we think that you guys would like to use. Um, And so because of that, we don't really use a lot of, you know, canned ads. In fact, we've never used a canned ad. We don't sign up with networks that just plug us in with whatever random advertiser they can. We work really closely. We have um, an ad uh, salesperson that we work with for, I'm not even sure if we've done anything with her yet, but even if we did do something with that company, we would still work closely to make sure that the um, brand was a good fit. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually really a, a funny when we had that initial phone call with her, it was like an hour and a half long <laughs> and we were like, well, we don't want to do this and we won't do that. And we were just very particular She's about like, what we yeah, will and you won't guys, do. You guys really know what you want with working right. with sponsors. We're like, mm-hmm. yes. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and we really wouldn't budge on that. And so that was something that I think, you know, maybe not, doesn't make us more difficult to work with. It just makes us a little, I don't know. We're not, we're not, I don't know. We're not high maintenance, but we just know, like you said, we know what we want. We know what we think you guys would like or would be okay with you. And 
And to be fair, we really have to get sponsors because this costs us money. Um, the technical side is something yeah. that we hire out. The hosting and everything else has a, has a cost. The equipment has a cost, as does our time has like a huge value to it. So, you know, not a huge value, but you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> our time, time has value. Absolutely. And um, so we do, you know, we want this to be something that we can continue to bring you week after week after week, sometimes more than once a week now that we're doing bonus episodes for the long haul and really to be able to do that, it has to make sense financially for us as well. So that's why we do it. And that's a little bit about how we do it. I don't know, Sarah, if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I think sometimes podcasting is so new and sometimes people listening to podcasts are new to listening that this is like uncharted territory um and i think it's always good to be a like a smart media consumer and when we when you watch tv you know how it works when you see a commercial you know that has that's paid airtime so i just think it's a little interesting to give our listeners kind of behind the scenes so podcast sponsorship and advertising is still wouldn't you say kind of relatively new i think we have a really i think we're really lucky to have the opportunity to almost educate some of the sponsors we've worked with about our audience about the opportunity that's there for them we we love working with kind of small and medium-sized brands who really understand that this is different than a paid um, radio ad or a paid magazine, you know, like a, a, a magazine. A media buy. buy. Yeah, <laughs> a media buy. It, yeah. it is a media buy, but it's a whole new media, a whole new type right. of media. So that's been really fun, I think, for us. Um, and I also have really enjoyed almost being in this kind of learning environment with a lot of our sponsors where they're open to, they trust us to know our audience and what will work for our audience. So that's just something I've really enjoyed. And then I echo, I echo what you've said about finding brands that we already know we love or we see and we think, oh, that's perfect for our listeners. Um, and so, yeah, our, our goal is to have this be something that can come to you guys free in perpetuity, but to come to you guys free um, like Megan said, there's a cost associated with making this podcast. And so far, nobody's offered to just pay us money to talk into a microphone. <laughs> so, <Right? laughs> so that's how that works. Um, on the logistical side, when we have a sponsor, we're always in close communication with them, finding out what we can about their product and what goals they have for reaching our audience and what giveaway or special offer we can offer our audience. So that just involves a lot of emails and a lot of, you know, discussion, a lot of of talking. It takes a lot of time. Um, And then when we record the sponsor spot, you know, we do our best to still be ourselves, Megan and Sarah. We, We have told um, our advertising salesperson, you know, like you said, we're not going to just run canned ads um, or be super scripted. We're always going to be ourselves. Um, so that does sometimes, you know, it takes a little time for us to get ready to do that and, you know, deliver, deliver a sponsor spotlight that is really authentic to us and educates our listeners and, you know, helps the brand reach their goals. So yeah. And one more note about that. The more we hear from you guys, the more targeted we can be because the better we know you. So the more we hear what you like, don't like, uh, what you might want to hear more about, what needs you have, you know, what challenges you have, the more we can find sponsors that bring you bring you products and services you really like. Yeah. And so and that's discounts and giveaways. And, yes. And discounts and giveaways stuff that you like is a bonus for you guys. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's fun for us. Yeah. And then just to jump on that as well, I think anytime you are interested in something or you've tried something we've recommended and loved it, we also love to hear that. And that really helps us, you know, continue the story for the sponsor. So our sponsor of this episode is shoot along. If you went ahead and purchased their eight week course and loved it, we love to hear back about that. And the, and obviously the brands love to hear how you 
found out about them because we all right. we all want this to work for everybody. So um, we yep. love that feedback. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's about sponsors. Well, um, so what happens, Megan, when this file, this is the part that I don't know about. You can tell so me. This so this is what a- you're going to have to learn because now we've switched roles here. Yeah, so now we're going to have a giant audio file in, yep, in 10 and I minutes. Just take, yep, I just take that and upload it to like an online cloud type thing called Box. And uh, my radio co-host, if you're a newer listener, you might not know this, but I'm on a, a morning radio show locally here um, called Johnny and Megan in the Morning. And so my radio co-host, Johnny, is also an awesome audio production guy, and he does our sound editing. So I just upload it. He gets it. He does the editing. He creates a file and loads it up into our WordPress site where Sarah creates the show notes post. And you can talk more about that, Sarah, but really the file thing is pretty easy. So what I just so described to you, that's on, simple. Yeah, but he puts on the intro, like our pre-recorded intro and the music, yep. right? Yep. And that's pretty much yep. it. It's pretty much it. As long as like there wasn't a crazy dog bark, um, yeah. He might mess with the um, levels a little bit. Like if you're a lot louder than me or if I'm a lot louder than you or if there's something happens and there's like background noise, he'll work on that and make it sound better. But we don't cut out ums and uhs. We don't, you know, we don't edit out anything we say unless something, you know, unless we say something crazy, which has happened before, but it doesn't happen very often. So don't what you hear is what we're recording for the most part. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. 
Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Yeah, and then for the show notes, the our our blog or lifelisten.com and the momhour.com, which is part of lifelisten, um, just works like a WordPress blog. So any bloggers out there know how that works. Um, I usually keep any links that we've mentioned in the show notes. My little confession is sometimes I don't really remember all of them till I actually listen to the episode back. And then I go and add them quickly into the show notes before too many people have noticed. Um, but when you go to the momhour.com, it looks more like a blog type website. Um, and every episode is a blog post. And every one of those has a little description of the show and then any links we discussed and the sponsor information. Um, and if you haven't, those blog post show notes are also something you can subscribe to by email. And that's a great way, especially if you're like a lighter social media user or you don't like notifications from your iTunes, from your podcast app on your phone. If you want a little reminder, a little gentle reminder when we have a new show, um, then signing up by email is great. And so that you can do right on our website. And then those what comes to you by email is the show notes um, with, of course, a link to play the episode right from there. So that's how yeah. it works. Um, yeah. And then we promote. So then it, um, our show goes out to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And some of that happens. I use um, a program called Buffer, which is a social media, I don't know, a social media helper um, scheduler. Right. Um, you can manage a bunch of different social media accounts. But I, I'm like too controlling to automate everything. So I do, I do like that I can sort of... Um, For example, on Twitter, which we don't spend as much time on Twitter, the show will go out automatically from the mom hour. I have it set up to go automatically from me and also from the Life Listened account. And then um, like a follow up tweet retweets it again in a few days. So it's nice to be able to have some of that automated. But when you guys see us on Instagram and Facebook, especially it's we're not robots like that's if if I've automated it at the beginning, I'm always going back in there and sort of, you know, tweaking how it's worded or making sure I'm seeing the comments and all of that. So it is nice to have um, sort of the framework for managing a bunch of different social media accounts. But um, we're also our hands are in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was hoping, Megan, that you would kind of give an update on the Life Listened Network, which has been something in, yes. name, in name for almost two years, but it's starting to get yeah. really real. Well, I had this crazy idea a few years ago, like, wouldn't it be great if I could have a collection of this? This is when I was feeling a little podcast crazed and I wanted to podcast all of the things. <laughs> and so um, I, I was thinking it would be so great to have a little network where I could have several shows. And what I came to realize is like, I can, I can only do so many things well at once. And I really can't be hosting multiple shows, you know, four or five shows and do a good job. But we kind of had a lot of, we had a lot of starts with shows that just, kind of did really well for a while, but for whatever reason fizzled out. So the home hour was my interview based show I did for a couple of years before the mom hour really took off. And then the style hour was the one I did with Shayna of the mom edit and people loved it. And Shayna and I just both got really busy. And I also realized I I don't really have that much to say about style. (laughs) I like hearing Shayna talk about it, but I was always like the peanut gallery. So we put those on pause for a little while while we thought about what else we might be able to do with those shows. And really the answer was let's bring them back with 
new hosts um, mm-hmm. who are still in the same, along the same lines as, as, you know, the same kind of worldview, the same tone, the same kind of conversational style that we have here at the Mom Hour. Let's bring those shows back and then add more shows. So right now, the Home Hour and the Style Hour are both in the works for coming back. You can expect that this spring. Yep. Um, and we're talking about adding maybe two, three more shows in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all going to be under the umbrella of Life Listened. So they'll all be at lifelisten.com. We're going to talk about all the shows. So you don't don't worry that you're not going to hear about it because we're yeah. going to really if you if you follow us on Instagram or any social media or you listen to every episode, you're going to hear about these other shows when they when they launch. Um, but we're really excited because we've got great hosts lined up. Yeah. And, you know, and these are people like one thing that was really important to us because podcasting really started getting big and we wanted to start reaching out to people and thinking, well, would you join our network? But it was so important to us that they fit our audience and that we want to bring you shows we think you'll like, even if, you know, you don't think you'll listen to a style, a style podcast, for example. Um, if you're interested in style, you'll probably like it because we want it to feel the same as a mom hour yeah. type show. So yeah, so that's where we are with that. What else we got? Sarah? Yeah, no, it's that's that's all. But it's been a ton of work behind the scenes. Yeah, um, it really when has. you and I went to Denver back in December, um, listeners remember we were together for a couple of days. Um, that was this was what we were masterminding. You you had had the idea for the network, and then like you said, it kind of percolated for a period of time until we were ready to actually get this done. Um, I think it's so exciting to be able to mentor other podcast hosts um, with what we've learned on this show. Um, And like you said, having that consistent conversational kind of helpful encouragement, fun and funny, but genuinely helpful, um, which is what the balance that we try to strike with our show. And then um, doing that along a few different topics, um, so yeah, definitely you can actually subscribe to the Home Hour and the Style Hour now since those shows existed and are being revamped and relaunched. Um, so that would be another great way. Um, you may not see anything for a month or several weeks, but um, once there are new episodes, then they would be right there for you. And then of course, like you said, Megan, we will not be shy about announcing it here on this show. We won't. So just pay attention and you'll hear about it. Yeah. Um, so another fun update, we mentioned this like super briefly in passing and then we posted about it on Instagram, but I feel like we should talk about the fact that we have Katie working with us. Yes. So Katie, the awesome who I got to meet when I was in California. Yeah. So, okay. If you missed this, cause it was a very brief mention, I don't know, a couple months ago, this started when I was at the playground with my kids and my family and I was randomly recognized by another mom in my town who recognized my voice from this podcast and my face from following me on Instagram. And I have never felt like a bigger celebrity in my life. I, and I probably <laughs> will never, cause I don't really plan to get like super famous. It was like, it was totally awesome. And that was Katie. So that happened. And I kind of got to know her cause she lives walking distance from my house and she was a big fan of the show, but a, a couple weeks into getting to know her and sort of getting over the the big coincidence factor of a listener being at my local park. Um, she also is a, a high school English teacher who just had her second baby and decided to stay home from full-time teaching this year and isn't quite sure what her long-term plan is for going back full-time in the classroom. And she dabbled in blogging and social media and just is a really smart, smart woman and very enthusiastic about learning blogging, podcasting, social media. And so she said, I would love to learn with you guys and help you guys out. So um, she has been kind of our intern. I think we gave her an official title of digital content 
assistant. I'm going to probably get that wrong. I believe that was correct, but we threw a lot around. Content strategy assistant. Um, Sorry, Katie. But it's been it's been really fun and it's been really, really helpful. One of the things Katie has been helping me with is now that we have 91 shows in our archives, um, I want to be able to really make use of that. Um, Podcasting is different than blogging in that it's not always it's not always as easy to find where you said stuff. So if I'm like, I know we talked about you know, nursing new babies at one point, breastfeeding struggles. When was that? So Katie's been kind of helping organize us on the back end to make sure we really can um, leverage and have access to all the stuff we've talked about. And that could look like a lot of things down the road. Um, You know, maybe collecting a bunch of episodes around a particular theme and using that um, in some way to help our listeners. So she's really been helping with that. She has a lot of great ideas on social media and it's really fun. And bonus, um, Katie and I are going to start doing a very short segment on new mom stuff um, about once a month. And if you listen to the very end of this episode, you'll hear me and Katie have a conversation. So once a month or so, so I know this was really fun. And she was awesome. I didn't know how someone would be who's never been on a mic or in a podcast. You know, she listens to podcasts. She was like, great. So perfect. Like really. And Katie's also a great brainstormer. So that's, you know, coming up with those ideas on the the fly. A lot of that's a lot of that is what podcasting is just being able to say like come up with ideas and you know follow a conversation she has a two-year-old and a five-month-old so she's totally in the new mom phase that we are not anymore um and while we love being like the wise older sisters to so many of our listeners it (laughs) also helps to have somebody who's right there in the trenches um so about once a month katie's gonna come on with me and she's gonna talk about one struggle and one discovery from her new mom life so something that she's going through which i may or may not have good advice for i may just say yeah I've been there. Um, yeah. And then one like new discovery, either a product or a website or just a technique or a hack that she's discovered. So I think that's going to be fun for our new mom listeners and fun to get Katie on the mic. So listen to the end of this show and you will hear that first segment with me and Katie. So that was fun. That's so I'm so excited about that. Yeah. So it's Yay. great. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to talk about the mom minute? Yeah. OK. So just briefly. Ha ha ha. You'll see why that's funny in a minute. Um. <laughs> Again, I am on the radio at uh, locally um, in the mornings from like 6.30 to 9.30 or so. And um, I had this idea for us to take the mom hour episodes and kind of distill them down into these little bite-sized radio-sized bits of information. And we call it, we're calling that the mom minute or we haven't really officially, I mean, it's called the mom minute, but we haven't officially come up with a title because that might be taken in iTunes for all I know. Um, that is for the radio. So that plays on the radio every day at 6.30 and 9.30. It is so fun to hear Sarah's voice on my local <laughs> radio station. I have to say, because they repurpose the content. So sometimes it'll just randomly come on That's and I'll be driving in the car and suddenly I hear Sarah's voice talking to me through my car radio, which is super fun. But one thing we really want to do once we've got, you know, maybe a month or two of, of episodes in the bag is collect them um, into like little shorter podcasts. And so maybe, you know, you don't have time to listen to the mom hour or you're jonesing because there hasn't been an episode of the mom hour for a few days and you got to wait till Tuesday for a new one. You could listen to several at once. So yeah. maybe, you, you know, download five at a time and just listen to them. And they're about two minutes each yeah. minute and a half. They tend minutes. to be more practical tip. I mean, yep. I think we offer practical tips, but we do it in a very long winded way. These are like yeah. snappy. We did not think we'd be able to do this by the way. We, we thought, thought we'd be really bad at it. And it turns out we're pretty great at it. So, yeah. and it's this really, it's like a huge sense of accomplishment because you, you can knock them out 
obviously in one to two minutes, whereas right. you know, we've been talking for 42 minutes now. So it's just a different, it's a different style, but I think we both were pleasantly surprised that it was as we thought it was going to be hard to not be long-winded and not over explain ourselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. So I guess if you really wanted to hear them, I think you can find them at, so the, the station that we're on um, is called 98.3 the coast. If you happen to live in Southwest Michigan, if not go to 983thecoast.com and I think they're on there somewhere. So okay. I'll be link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, we will. And then as we amass more, we saw that as just, you know, or if you wanted to send a friend, a little sample of who we are without committing, people are so funny about committing to podcasts because it's such a lot. And I'm the same way to start a new podcast. I'm like, Oh, that's 45 minutes. I don't even know if right. I like these people. So it would also be another fun way to, you know, kind of introduce us around to your friends. Yeah, absolutely. So, Um, Well, that's kind of what we've got on our outline here for behind the scenes, but we covered a lot. I feel like we sure did. Yeah. If you guys have any questions about how things work behind the scenes, I'm sure we forgot some stuff. Um, Just shoot us an email. Hello at the momhour.com or leave a comment on the show notes for episode 91. Um, And I'd love to hear. I think there's some I know we have some podcast listeners who are podcasters or who are bloggers. Um, So I'd love to hear from our community on what you guys thought about this and what's different from how you thought it was or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, well, we will be back next week with episode 92, and we will talk to you guys then. And keep stay on the stay, keep listening for my uh, little chat with Katie coming up. Oh, yeah, definitely stay on for that. That's exciting. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, guys, it's Sarah back with an extra little segment for this week's episode. And I'm super excited. I want to start doing this segment kind of regularly. So if you guys like it, hit us up with an email or a comment and let us know what you think what you think so I'm sitting here with Katie Addis Katie as Megan and I have talked about is um, working with us on the podcast behind the scenes she's learning the ropes of podcasting and assisting us with a whole bunch of projects behind the scenes and I don't want her to stay behind the scenes because she's awesome so Katie um, is a mom of two she has a two-year-old little girl and a five-month-old little boy So not only is it great that she's helping us out with the podcast, but I think it's also a great connection to like the new mom life that Megan and I are getting increasingly distanced from. So Megan and I can offer a little, you know, hindsight and context for the big picture, but we just aren't in those new mom uh, days anymore. And Katie is. So hey, Katie, how's it going? Hi, Sarah. So excited to be here. I know. I'm excited too. So The way this segment's going to work, and again, I hope to do it about once a month, is Katie's going to come on and she's going to share one struggle from life as a mom of a toddler and a baby. Um, And the reason is, is I think it's really important to talk about these struggles. And I know a lot of you out there are right in this same place of a new baby and a toddler. And I may or may not offer advice. Sometimes I've got something to say, and sometimes I might just say, yeah, that." stinks (laughs) hang in there um so katie will air one struggle that she's going through with her little ones um each time we do this and then she's going to share one discovery and that might be a product or a website or even just a little hack or technique she's been using with her kids that makes life as a mom that much easier so um we're going to go ahead and get started um but i want to say again if you like this and um you have any comments do hit us up with an email hello at the momhour.com or leave a comment on the show notes for this episode um okay so katie tell us what you're struggling with right now okay well brace yourselves (laughs) 
Um, no new mom is going to be surprised, actually, by what I'm about to say. And it is not groundbreaking nor surprising, but it is sleep deprivation. So your episode from a couple times ago, um, I do find that some of those tips actually have been helpful. But it's really hard. So I want you to tell me, like, <laughs> walk me through a night. So you have a two-year-old and a five-month-old. Yes. So let's get down and dirty. Okay. Like, how many times, what time are you, what time are the kids going to bed? What time are you going to bed? And how many times are you up? Okay, so my husband and I divide and conquer. So he takes Annalie, our two-year-old, and puts her down. Though sometimes that blurs into... Both of us sometimes putting her down because he'll bring her into Luke's room where I'm putting him down, mm-hmm. nursing him for the night. Um, but both of that, both of those processes start at 7 p.m. Okay. Um, and kind of bleed into each other, like I said. Um, we put down Anna Lee and then cross our fingers and hope she doesn't two minutes later start screaming from her room, Mama, Mama, mm-hmm. because since she turned two, she's been in this huge Mama phase. Yeah. Um, and then we put Luke down. He falls asleep nursing, which I know every book will tell you not to do. And every mom does. So. Every mom does. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we put him down and he is like an alarm clock every three hours oh, from that man. point. Three hours. So he's five months old. And I had a couple of babies who were like this too. My first baby just gradually got better. And so that was enough to make the sleep deprivation a little easier. It wasn't that she slept through the night at eight weeks or anything, but the two hours became three, became four, became five in a very gradual uh, progression. And I just figured out that that's how it worked. So she did regress at that five month mark, which is really common. Um, But in the first few months, it just felt like it was getting easier and easier. So it never felt like just, you know, ultra sleep deprivation but both of the other two did that which is I mean a three-hour interval is like a newborn it is and like you a newborn. have been doing this for five months yes and, and he's actually gotten worse because yeah. in his infancy he was giving us five six-hour chunks and now yeah. he's just been on the decline yeah and so so have we Yes. And there becomes a point where you're just like emotionally and mentally over it too. I think and I think Megan and I have touched on this in recent episodes but you kind of are ready for it or you think you're ready for it um, for the first few months. Um, and it just starts to piss you off, to yeah. be honest, after a while. Yeah. Well, um, this is enough for like an entire episode. But um, I'll just offer real quick that I did sleep train my babies uh, right about that five-month mark. And uh, I did it in kind of, I would say, a modified, like a gentle cry it out kind of way. I kind of am like one foot in the attachment, one foot in we need to all learn good sleep habits. So um, you and I can talk about that off the record. Yeah. But I did um, I did have a system and it worked with varying degrees of success. That's the other thing is yeah. like people will swear by stuff and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. We yeah. had a hard time with our, our second and third babies getting sick more often, I think because they were exposed to more germs. And every time they're sick, I would throw the sleep system out the window because I wasn't going to make a baby with an ear infection lie in his crib and cry. So anyway, I hear you. That's all I have to say. I hear you. Well, okay. Well, tired mamas out there, uh, send Katie some love uh, on our social media or just uh, fist bump through the internets because she's super tired. I've never seen her show up to a meeting without a cup of coffee. So (laughs) that's true. (laughs) It is true. Um, Okay. So let's move on. So the next piece is tell us a discovery that's making your life easier. This can literally be anything. Okay, so um, I would have to say, you guys, that um, 2016 brought about 
two huge life-changing changes. And one was our son, Luke, who was born in September. And then um, soon before that, actually, we introduced a dustbuster into our home. I love my dustbuster. You're and, so smart. Oh my gosh. Um, my my husband was actually hemming and hawing about which dustbuster specifically I wanted to buy. Because he was thinking dustbuster, you know, couldn't cost more than $20. And I wanted to go yeah. for a nice, you know, more top yeah. of the line dustbuster. Buster, so we went for a black and decker. We can okay. we can maybe yeah, link we can to, link in the show notes, and I'll link to mine too. I have a Dyson, so I oh, also have a, a top a little, high end, oh premium, yes, yeah. And I'm telling you, it is um, honestly even more go to. Well, of course, it's more go to than my vacuum because yeah. it's easier to get to. Yeah. But but I would say it's even more powerful. And how did yeah. I ever feed my toddler without a dustbuster? I do not know. Yeah, I used to sweep. Yeah. Um, and I say, no, thank you. Also, I will say, um, I think Megan and I did an episode on chores a long time ago and kid, a a good dustbuster is kind of heavy for a really little kid, but like a five-year-old on up can wield a dustbuster and do the job for you. It's amazing. I use it for my car. It's fun. Yeah, I totally agree. I also have a nicer and dustbuster, but I only got mine like two years ago. So you are ahead of the game. (laughs) We will link to a couple, not sponsored by any dustbuster. We will link to our dustbusters. I love that tip. And sometimes we when you're in the thick of it like you're not out shopping at Home Depot you're not like thinking what would make my life easier right but um if that's you out there uh put that on your birthday wish list um I love that it's just an Amazon Prime click away yeah, it is one Amazon <laughs> Prime click away the other thing I love about dustbusters is uh both you and I live in houses with stairs so I I mean I don't think I've lugged a vacuum up a flight of stairs like ever in my life. I do have um, other ways that we get our upstairs clean and I have professional cleaning help once a month. So it does get clean up there, but I don't haul a vacuum up and down. So dustbusters are great for little upstairs messes. Yes, definitely. So you, you have hardwood throughout. I do. Well, okay. yeah, but we have some area rugs. Oh, in, okay. yeah. So yeah. So we have different things that we do upstairs, but okay. okay dustbuster is Katie's discovery. So yes. next time we do this, Katie will be back with another struggle and another discovery. If we mention anything, we'll link to it in the show notes for this main episode. And yeah, send us an email. Hello at the Say hi to Katie, find us on social media and let us know what you think. Thanks guys. Thanks Katie. Bye. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com.